everybody, this week shows a freebie over on Patreon. You can get the entire audio capture at patreon.com slash echoplex. If you want to watch the video, you can grab it on our Odyssey channel. Just search for Echoplex Media on Odyssey, and it'll be right there in our feed. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Read it to the lyrics, so let the fucking milk quench your thirst. As long as you remember. 
Welcome podcast listeners, welcome live listeners and live viewers. This is The Plex. We do the show live every Sunday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific and beyond in a red light. Sometimes the show goes pretty late. Make sure you check us out at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Support this project at patreon.com slash echoplex or you can go to eplex.store and buy some swag. Um, I am producer Dave and this, this is what the people want. Police officers. I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the torture stops. I don't hate the cops. Oh, when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch. If you don't stop throwing your rocks, snap, crackle, pop. It's the sound of a taser. Your body drops. Don't hate the cops. But don't hate the cops. Don't hate the cops. Don't hate the cops Thank your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Thank your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law Don't hate the cops Our first story, well, not really a story, it's a video montage. Tucker Carlson had a fucking really strange one one night this week. Like a real strange one. I was going to play the whole segment, but then I found this video montage of the segment, and I thought it was just much more appropriate. So we're going to run with this here. Shut up! Shut up! Stop! Stop him! Stop him! What are you, a Russian sympathizer? What what evidence do you have? What? (laughs) That helps Putin. You're not allowed to say it. Be quiet! (laughs) 
It's Russian propaganda! How dare they? Yet brilliant. Right. Really, Seth Moulton? Align with Kremlin messaging. It aligns with Kremlin messaging. Really? Is it really? You're evil. They have no idea. Don't ask. Just shut down the segment. Okay. It aligns with Russian <laughs> propaganda. See, aren't you glad we didn't watch the whole segment for whatever the fuck that was? Sometimes we, sometimes we just, we just want the hits. We just want the funny part. And that, that was, whatever that was, that was the funny part of whatever, <clears throat> whatever segment was going on. I believe it was a segment about the pipeline, the pipeline that was uh, destroyed by someone. So here's him actually talking about that pipeline, but I don't think it'll be any more comprehensible than the fucking last thing we watched. We'll have to see though. We'll have to see. Event had become, quote, a tremendous opportunity. In fact, a tremendous strategic opportunity for the years to come. It's a good thing. Now, that's an admission. That's the clearest admission we're ever going to get. No one could miss it, least of all the Russians. The Biden administration is responsible, either directly or through proxies, for the destruction of the Nord Stream pipeline. We actually don't know that. And the environmental catastrophe and the economic collapse that will certainly follow. That is true. It's done. So the question is, where does that leave us? And that's the problem. This act leaves us, the United States, with no option but total war with Russia. There is no off-ramp now. There is no way out. We are all in, no matter what that means, no matter where it goes. I don't think that's true. I don't think that, I don't think that things are a little tense, more tense than they've been in a long time between the United States and Russia. But I don't think that there's just no way to not do a fucking World War III. I think there's a ton of ways to not do a World War III. So I think that these people are just fear-mongering and they're trying to like basically get you to get you to believe that Joe Biden is trying to start World War III for whatever reason he might be trying to start World War III. Maybe it's to distract from Tucker, not Tucker, Hunter Biden. It could be just because they're too woke and they're just going to start World War III because that's what you do when you're woke. It could be any number of things they want you to believe is the reason. And they want you to believe that uh, Joe Biden and the Biden administration want to start World War III with Russia. And it's also like oftentimes sort of presented to us in a way and where Russia is not really an aggressor. And that's a little bit insane because it seems that Russia has behaved fairly aggressively. So here's uh, the last Tucker clip for the evening, I think. Actually, I promise. Uh, it's uh, Glenn Greenwald on his show to talk about World War III. It seems to me, no matter how you feel about Putin, you know, um, or Ukraine or the justice of the war or anything, the threat, the, the very real in-your-face threat of, of a nuclear exchange right now that they're openly talking about would require the media to start telling people, hey, this is real, but nobody is. And I wonder why that is. If you look at the history of American wars, Tucker, over the last several decades, they're incredibly similar. The way they convince Americans to support U.S. Role involvement in a war is they personalize a particular leader, get us to hate that leader. Oh, Saddam Hussein in Iraq is a terrible guy. Uh, Bashar al-Assad in Syria is, is, is this tyrannical force. Mullah Omar in, in Afghanistan is somebody we have to go and take out. Gaddafi in Libya, and we, our emotions get up and we say, yeah, we can't, well, let's go take out these these tyrants and then 
you know, hundreds of, 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 of billions of dollars later and lives lost, polls always show that Americans come to realize that they regard those wars as a mistake. And the reason is they realize because those wars no have been a mistake to the United States and American citizens by virtue of U.S. involvement in those wars. So let's apply that framework here. The, the consensus in Washington is that we are closer to the use of nuclear weapons than at any time since the Cuban Missile Crisis 60 years ago. There is a very real threat of a nuclear exchange or even a direct confrontation with Russia and the United States. And over what? Over who governs and rules, not even Ukraine, but the Donbass, the eastern region in Ukraine, where a majority of people actually identify as ethnic Russians and want to be part of Russia. And yet there's almost that true? no debate over whether we should be sending huge amounts of money there and risking the lives of American citizens through the possibility of a nuclear war, because everyone knows that the minute you step up and step out of line, there's a horde of people ready to call you unpatriotic or a traitor or an admirer of Vladimir Putin, as I know is being done with our varied segment right this minute by all those media matter people and other people online. So it's a really repressive atmosphere. And it's I don't know if they're like directly aligned with Russia or with Vladimir Putin, but they certainly seem to be banging the war drum here. You don't have to be outwardly or openly calling for a World War Three to be banging the drum anyway. It seems like there's nothing these people want more than World War III to start. So they could say that they were right. Washing a debate that we absolutely have to have. But we're losing track of reality. If a nation has nuclear weapons and you believe even theoretically they might use them, you have to treat that nation differently. You may not want to, it may be unfair, but that's why nations seek nuclear weapons because you can't boss them around. If you ignore the possibility that your entire population could be killed, you are not fit for leadership because you're insane. And, and it feels like our leaders are right there. They're insane. Well, it feels like that, but are they right there? I don't think they're right there. It just feels like that to you, Tucker, because that's the shit you have to sell your audience. He has to sell his audience the idea that World War III is probably coming and that it's going to be the, the fault of the Democrats. And that because that's like the only position he can take anymore because he sort of painted himself into a corner on this stuff. I think there's almost this sense that has been purposely cultivated to believe that the use of nuclear weapons really isn't a realistic possibility, even though we have had the use of nuclear weapons in our in, in, in the last century when the U.S. did it in, in Japan for World War II. And we came very close on at least two or three occasions. The U.S. and Russia did these very same countries to exchanging uh, nuclear weapons and risking nuclear annihilation, including in the Cuban Missile Crisis, because the U.S felt that the Russian presence over the border in Cuba was so threatening that we were going to have a nuclear war over it. That's how Russia sees what's happening in Ukraine right across their border. It is madness to assume that for, for Russia, what is an existential war, if they actually start losing it or NATO really starts escalating as we've been doing, that the chances of, of Vladimir Putin using nuclear weapons is zero. This is a dangerous delusion that I think a lot of people are operating under. That's totally, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. I don't think anybody thinks the chance of nuclear like weapon use is zero. That's like saying something's unlikely is not the same as saying that it's zero i think it's unlikely i think that like whoever you think is a bad person right whether you think vladimir putin's the super baddie bad bad or if you think it's joe biden in the united states they're super baddie bad bads these people are all aware of what happens in a like a 
on like a a full a full on nuclear war, every one of these people will die. Like they are you can be evil and still believe in self preservation. Like this is stupid. This is incredibly stupid. I don't think we're going to have a nuclear exchange with Russia anytime soon. Uh, I hope we don't. And uh, I think what Glenn Greenwald and, and some other dumb, dumb left people are doing, they're actually fanning the flames. And to the, to the extent that they can, they're going to make it more likely, not less, by suggesting that this is like the path that we're on. Because once pe- if people start thinking that it's inevitable, then it becomes more likely, I think. Anyway, here's Fox's The Five talking about how college students aren't hot anymore. About the evils of predatory lending. Predatory lending pretty much are the college loans. So make the banks and make and, and, and make these schools pay it. Don't make the taxpayers. And last, college college doesn't look like it's fun anymore. Right. I mean, have you seen a lot of the how miserable and how miserable looking a lot of the students are? They're deliberately like uglifying themselves. You see them on on TikTok. Ow. They're out of shape. They're asexual. They like they don't want. They're like rejecting. They're rejecting the truth and beauty. Beauty. They all look like rejects from a loony bin. I'd steer clear of college, too. Congress, make the college presidents come before you and explain why this stuff keeps going yeah, up. This should be a first idea. start. One more thing is up next. Yeah, yeah, Congress, have the college presidents come in front of you and explain to you why all the kids at their school are just a bunch of fucking uggos now. Like, what the fuck was that? Like, that's just an incredibly dumb thing. Like, it's like old man yells at cloud dumb, right? Because that guy he's not supposed to understand what's going on on a college campus. He's like, got what a few years on me. So like, why would he have his finger on the pulse of a college campus? Why would he be up to date on what the fashion trends are, what people look like, or just how they want to present themselves at college? The dude's like middle-aged middle-aged people aren't really supposed to understand college kids, at least not like not their fashion or whatever. So here's going to be Newt Gingrich doing some apologetics for um, the behavior of one Herschel Walker. He's going to be talking about, um, well, I think I'll let Newt say it here because it's pretty amazing what he says here. I talked to Herschel about this this morning, and I've known Herschel a good while. Uh, I think he's a remarkable person. I think he's the most important Senate candidate in the country because he'll do more to change the Senate just by the sheer presence, by his confidence, by his deep commitment to Christ, by the degree to which he is. You know, he's been through a long, tough period. He had a lot of concussions coming out of football. He suffered PTSD. just word salad from him. Oh, he's going to bring a lot to the Congress. They just want to win so that they can fucking like try to try to like outlaw abortion. That's what they want. I mean, and Newt's the kind of guy who would just come on TV and say that. But this is, you know, the clip clip was cut a little short, but it, people can have concussions and come back from it. Herschel Walker has CTE and that's different. That's like a longer term, like bigger problem than just having had a concussion. Just so people are, are aware. Up next is Dana Loesch. I don't know why they're letting her speak again, but uh, she's speaking again. And she just doesn't care what um, Herschel Walker did. She wants control of the Senate. She's at least willing to like tell the truth. So does this change anything? Are, I mean, do you want my opinion? You're listening. Not a damn thing. How many times have I said four very important words? 
these four words. Winning is a virtue. What I'm about to say is in no means a contradiction or a compromise of a principle. And please keep in mind that I am concerned about one thing and one thing only at this point. So I don't care if Herschel Walker paid to abort endangered baby eagles. I want control of the Senate. If the Daily Beast story is true, you're telling me Walker used his money to reportedly pay some skank for an abortion. Some skank? Warnock wants to use all of our monies to pay a whole bunch of skanks for abortion. What the fuck? And yes, when they're used predominantly over 99% of birth control and it's my taxpayer dollars, you have invited me up in your business and I will use whatever descript I would like to. Thank you. Um, so thank you, I guess it doesn't change anything for me. All right. Well, you're a ghoul, but yeah, at least she's like got the sentient take. At least she like is just saying what's true is that she doesn't care. She wants the Republicans to win the Senate. And that's just the only, that's the only take that isn't a lie. So here's James Carville, one of the, probably one of the most annoying, like democratic talking heads, but, uh, <clears throat> what he's going to say here about Florida and bathrooms and the hurricane and stuff. It's pretty on points. So every once in a while, we got to gotta give credit where credit's due. Think of Governor Ron DeSantis's handling of Hurricane Ian so far. Well, listen to me, Ron DeCatrina, push the fried chicken and the mashed potatoes and the gravy back. The first thing is you can suspend your toilet patrols or who's using which bathroom because none of the toilets are working in Southwest Florida. They're all backed up. The second thing you need to do is forget about Martha's Vineyard, hire a bunch of buses, go go to El Paso, to Matamoros, to Laredo, to Nogales, to, to Mexicali, and put a sign up and says, we need workers, no questions asked, high wages, all right? Stop all the stunts you're doing. You're going to need immigrants and a lot of them. You're going to need drywall people. You're going to need bricklayers. You're going to need carpenters. You're going to need every roofers. And there are not enough roofers in Florida to deal with this. And the third thing you need to do is change the curriculum in the textbook and tell young people what the effect of 87-degree water in the western Gulf of Mexico has on the state of Florida. I can tell you what it is. It's profound. So, this guy has no idea of what he's doing. Forget the toilets. Forget the immigration stunts. And forget not teaching math to kids. Tell them what the hell is going on in their lives. And that, that's what he needs to do. He doesn't he, he, he don't he don't know whether a wind his watch or scratch his scratch his watch or wind his rear. What, what the at the end that was weird. He doesn't know whether to scratch his watch or wind his rear. <clears throat> James Carville shouldn't be on TV, I don't think, but he had mostly the right take there about like climate change, um, education, the bathrooms, and uh primarily like getting anybody into Florida who's willing to work and uh rebuild all the buildings that got knocked down. I think that was the right take generally until the end where he started talking about like winding i don't know whatever that was weird at the end so if you could imagine this there's a republican strategist who works at cnn and she is going to have the wrong take on legalizing cannabis and um hang on a second
I think this will be very impactful for Joe Biden and Democrats in terms of winning over a large portion of the voter electorate that thinks this is an important issue. There are a lot of Democrats and three fourths of Americans think that we should legalize marijuana. So that is something uh, certainly a factor in him making this decision. I see this as a pl ploy to um, and midterms to gain support and gain voters. Yes, that's what politicians do. They do politically motivated things. Good job. She's a great strategist. I happen to think that marijuana is a gateway drug. I, I'm not a big advocate for legalizing marijuana, maybe for medicinal purposes, but not as a whole. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm saying as a whole. But here's the thing. Part of his announcement was to uh, also advocate to governors do the same at the right. state level. That's not happening. I, I, I reached out to <clears throat> Governor Asa Hutchinson's office in Arkansas. They don't like this. He sees this as waving the red flag of surrender to um, protecting the, the lives of those who are victims of, of drug abuse. <laughs> you surprised that the governor of Arkansas isn't like, oh yeah, that's great. Let's actually legalize cannabis. I'm stunned that the governor of Arkansas was not super happy with uh the legal is legalizing cannabis you don't fucking say it's uh the gateway drug is alcohol everybody just so everybody knows that's the gateway drug that's the one the one that people do um, a lot of people smoke cannabis too but the uh the gateway drug is in fact alcohol so we watched this whole thing last night but i'm gonna play a clip of it this is tucker carlson's uh special the end of men and uh, here's a segment about bro scientists. It was pretty funny. We had we had a lot of fun watching this last night for Catterday. They call themselves bro scientists, half jokingly. We met some of them at a ranch outside of Austin, Texas, to see what they're doing. Bro science to me is based on uh, actual published studies, um, but a lot of it is is self experimentation. You know, there are very few, if any, peer reviewed double blind studies to answer the kind of questions that most bros want to know. So instead, we just have to rely on our own experience. Best response to this is a strong politics of nationalism. The nation is only as strong as the individuals who make it up, and that's where just like straight up fascist in, shit right here, right? Superfood packed with protein, fats, vitamins, minerals, nanobotic cholesterol—the absolute opposite of the disgusting rubbish that the globalists want you to eat. I've tried at various times to sleep on the floor, but it's uh, it's a bit too much for me. Cold showers are supposed to have various hormonal effects. It's, it's interesting, there's a kind of schism actually on right-wing Twitter about you're either sunning your balls or you're freezing your balls. My name on Twitter is Benjamin Braddock. I'm a right-wing bro scientist. And yes, I tan my balls. The whole thing was crazy. Like the whole The End of Men documentary was absolutely wild. I'm super glad we watched it. I thought it was going to be boring, but we had we had just had a lot of fun watching it last night. I can't recommend it highly enough. More people should watch the Tucker Carlson End of Men documentary. Um, I'm not saying you should watch it because it's giving you good information. I'm saying you should watch it because it's giving you such bad information that it's um, highly entertaining. Highly entertaining. Up next, we got Jesse Waters, also on the five, from the third. So that's six days ago, I believe. That's Monday, and he's gonna. He thinks an NYC city council person uh, might be working for the Russian government. And then uh, the decoding Fox News uh, put together a little montage of people at Fox, kind of carrying weight for the the Russian government. 
She says, don't call 911. So if you have a public official who's saying, empty the prisons, don't call 911 and defund the police, she's the enemy. Right. How is she not being investigated? How do we know she's not working with the Russians, the cartels, the Crips? Prove the Crips. She's working with, she's working with the Crips. Fucking NYC city council person working with the Crips. That's how you destroy this country. Vladimir Putin may be evil. They tell us that he is evil. But is he stupid? Probably isn't stupid. New York Times just ran this headline, quote, U.S. intelligence is helping Ukraine kill Russian generals. Oh, no big deal. According to the paper, quote, the United States has provided intelligence about Russian units that's allowed Ukrainians to target and kill many of the Russian generals who've died in action in the Ukraine war, according to senior American officials. So they're bragging about it. The Biden administration has sent so many weapons to the Zelensky government in Ukraine and to the Swastika-covered Azov battalion that the truth is much more obvious. What is this really about? Why do I hate Putin so much? Has Putin ever called me a racist? Has he threatened to get me fired for disagreeing with him? Has he? So that's like sort of, you know, Waters was like suggesting that the uh, New York City City Council person might be working for the Russians. But then it, it like appears that Tucker always has the take that is uh, favorable to uh, Russia. And maybe, maybe Russia's right. Maybe, maybe all of this is just that he just has the right take, but I can't. Tucker Carlson has such a long history of having the wrong take that I think these are cases where he has the wrong take. So up next, we got Marjorie the Gathering. She is going to give her thoughts on the newest Supreme Court justice, Justice Jackson. Then we have these radical, uh, I, I call them communists. Democrats are communists, okay? Yes, they are. And that's what this... Well, there's like eight people there. Look at that. Is, is that a cardboard? Is that a picture? If you count Marjorie, the picture of Marjorie Taylor Greene, I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Is that a person or a cutout? Is that a cutout of Lauren Boebert? There's like eight people there, nine people there. If you count like this picture of Marjorie Taylor Greene in this, what I believe is a cutout of Lauren Boebert in the background. United States Supreme Court judges, she's a communist, and they want to. Oh, there's more people. I was wrong. Using the power of the Supreme Court to change the way we vote. By giving more, more, um, more rights to to minorities, in, instead of keeping keeping voting rights equal, because that's what it should be. There should be no difference in any of your identity, your skin color. Guess what? None of us stood in line and picked our skin color before we were born. That's a fact. So, so why is it that some of us have to stand in line, long lines, to vote? Oftentimes, based on our skin color or the skin color of the majority of the people in our neighborhood, Marjorie. Because it ain't fucking people like Marjorie Taylor Greene in their upper middle class neighborhoods waiting in line to vote. It's people in dense areas with a lot of black and brown voters that end up waiting in line to vote. So, I don't know. Want to talk about waiting in line, waiting in lines, but lady, we can definitely do that. She can't like really give an example of how minorities have more voting rights because there's no example of that to be had, right? There just isn't. You can't, you can't present one. Anyway, we're going to move on to Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz was, um, asked some questions about the, uh, 2020 election and, uh, he didn't really like the questions. 
Hey, Senator. How good to doing? see you in Arizona. It's good to be you, here. You objected to the 2020 vote here in Arizona uh, and uh, in the Senate. You were the lead Senate objector to that. Since then, there have been a few audits. The Republican governor, Republican Senate president, the Republican Speaker of the House all said the election was fair. Do you disagree with Doug Ducey and agree with Blake Masters and Carrie Lake, or have you changed your view? It's been, a, it's been two years now. There's a reason the media is a joke, because questions like that, please, let's have one Republican fight with another Republican. Let me tell you what the people of Arizona care about, yeah. that we have the highest inflation in the country in the Phoenix area. What the people of Arizona care about is they can't afford to put food on the table. They can't afford to fill their car. What the people of Arizona care about is the murder rates that are out of control. What the people of Arizona care about the people of Arizona, Arizona voted for Joe Biden. Look, I Wait, get, no, right? You, did I, they not? Did they or did I they not vote for Joe Biden? Your job did they or did they not vote for Joe Biden? But that's I'm not your you job. And I don't care about your political agenda. I don't have this I'm is asking you. Okay, did, you tried to object to their, to their done. vote. You're done. Why am I done? You, because you're being a hack. <laughs> oh, man. Some of that reporting from uh, the circus on Showtime has been pretty good. I'm, I'd recommend checking it out. That guy's pretty funny. And he he asked like a like a reasonable question. He's like, but the people of Arizona, particularly the people of Phoenix, that's a city. The cities are where like Democrats get all their votes. So like the people of Phoenix aren't like anti-Biden or whatever. They may have problems with him or whatever. They voted for him like probably two to one, just like every other city in this country. I don't know. That guy's not good at answering questions. He's bad at his job. Bad at his job, Ted Cruz. Nobody likes Ted Cruz either. Like, none of his colleagues, Republican or Democrat, like him. That's just, that's not my opinion. That's like the word on the street. That's sort of what uh, the, the conventional wisdom is, is that nobody likes this guy. So we're going to move on now to Tony Babluski. Babulinski. Apparently he has the goods on Hunter Biden and no one would pay attention to him. For the sake of our country, for national security, um, at that point, he was uh, candidate Joe Biden. Now he's the sitting president of the United States, the most powerful uh, person in the free world. And um, daunting. So at the end of that five-plus-hour interview, the head of station uh, told my lawyers, listen, an individual named, named Tim Tebow is going to run points on all of this. We're definitely going to have Tony Tim Tebow? come back in for a follow-up interview. Could be as early as next week. Some of the people that were in the room weren't well-versed on all these facts. We may want to have people come in from Baltimore or Delaware. And, you know, I was ready to sit down with anybody that needed me to or travel wherever I wanted to. And, um, and so the head of station gave my lawyers um, Tim Tebow's cell phone number. Tim was not there that day. I think he was out of Washington, D.C. But my lawyers had an hour, hour and a half call with him that Friday night, October 23rd, and subsequent calls through the weekend and the following week when I was then coming on um, your show to uh, provide the facts to the American people. And um, they were supposed to be working a follow-up interview. And Tim Tebow, in his last discussion with my legal counsel, was, listen, we know Tony's cooperating. We appreciate all the information he's provided. Uh, we will follow up with you. We're definitely going to have him come in uh, for a follow-up interview or spend some more time on this. And um, I haven't heard from him since. At all? No. Nor have my lawyers. No communication whatsoever? No. Since before the 2020 election? Correct. That's shocking. Uh, shocking. Yeah, that would be one adjective. Yeah. Tell us about Tim Tebow. Um, I didn't interact with him. My lawyers right. did, and had extensive discussions. Obviously, 
They were shining this guy on. They're like, we're going to have Tim, Tim Tebow call you. Like, this guy supposedly had some information about Hunter Biden. Um, he might not have got called back because they couldn't verify any of what he was saying. Um, he might not have got a call back because they figured out he was lying. There are any number of reasons that this guy might not have been called back by uh, Tim Tebow. And uh, I don't know, sometimes crimes were committed and law enforcement just doesn't follow up for whatever reason they don't follow up. Who knows? I don't really care about like Hunter Biden or his former business associate or anything like that. I'm not interested in that stuff. But watching these people freak out that law enforcement isn't taking them seriously is pretty funny. I do like that. So up next, we got literal white supremacist, self-described white supremacist. Jared Taylor is going to talk about The Little Mermaid. So what's the thinking behind this? That race is a social construct? <laughs> Hardly. It's elimination of white people, even from our own history and our own fairy tales. Oh, come on. While blacks glory in a heroic, all-black fantasy past and an all-black high-tech fantasy future. If that's supposed to boost their self-esteem the and make them stop shooting each other and us, Whoa. it's not working. Or is it supposed to demoralize whites, make us think we were bit players in history and have a meager future? Judging from television ads in which all the couples are now mixed race, it looks like we're supposed to miscegenate ourselves into extinction and have Whoa. no future at all. Black people are posting videos of their children bursting with happiness when they see the trailer for The Little Mermaid. She's black like me. What about the little white girls who say, Daddy, that's not Ariel. Who cares about them? They can't have their own story. Uh, a parent in that case would be like, actually, that's an actor playing Ariel. And uh, she seems to be a good actor. And would you like to go see The Little Mermaid? This is all part of the sick and sickening adoration for blacks and loathing for whites we see everywhere. Well, okay. Leave it to Jared Taylor to just just do a fucking racism. Like, <clears throat> he said our history and our fairy tales are being erased because they've made, they like hired a black actor to play Ariel. That's all they did. They just cast a black actor. Girl got pipes too, by the way. Not for nothing, that girl could sing. Or I'm sorry, that young woman can sing. And she was maybe the best for the job. I can't imagine her not being. I don't know if you heard any of the singing. Yo, it was real. So we didn't really have a palate cleanser this week, but I saw this thing, and I think you have to see it too. This guy, Cash Patel, he's uh, one of the Trump's people, one of Trump's like advisors, or I don't know what he's doing here. He's like the... Um, some kind of archivist or some shit. I don't know what his exact job is in the Trump organization. Uh, he is Mark. Is this, I don't know if this is real or fake or whatever, but he's putting this out there. It's supposed to be like a child show about Donald Trump. I didn't look too, too deeply into this. I didn't have a lot of time today to look deeply into anything for this show. So this is weird. Make America great again. Now, 
Hillary's army of lies will stop at nothing to get their power back. But a wizard with skills to uncover the truth takes the journey of a lifetime with Duke Devon while facing off with the likes of Shifty Knight. Look at yourself. Why would anyone ever want to be with you? Hmm. I'm not sure, really. Oh, yeah. Perhaps because I'm rich, I live in a castle, and I can do magic. Keeper Comey, Hillary Clinton, the Heralds, and King Donald. The stakes are stacked high in... The Plot, plot Against the King. So that's... It's a children's book, I guess, that this guy had put out, The Plot Against the King, and there's, a like, a video about it. But it was, like, poorly done, like, sort of, like, AI, like, face replacement. I'm not, I'm just not sure like what to think of that. I don't, if maybe people can leave a comment on like the video or like in the podcast review, like, what do you think of that? Cause I have no idea what to think about it. You can email me or something too, I suppose. It's just, it was just weird. And so I figured with like, why not watch it on the Sunday show? Cause we are uh, definitely dealing in the weird news of the week here. Up next, we got a Newsmax segment where uh, they're talking about Donald Trump eating a taco bowl. Jill Biden, uh, Dr. Jill is not doing much better. And what a great day to have you on because today happens to be National Taco Day. I'm sure she's been hiding under a rock today, uh, but a lot of folks remembering that. And I, we look at this lovely photo here of a man who respects everybody, uh, doesn't make anybody feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Former President Trump eating a taco bowl there. Iconic photo, great memory. Will Wet, Bryson Gray, Drew Hernandez, great to have you here tonight. Thank you, gentlemen. I mean, maybe the taco ball was good, but like, it doesn't like show that you respect anybody just because you ordered a taco ball. Like what a weird thing, but it's Newsmax. Newsmax is super fucking weird. Trump has always been kind of associated with Newsmax too, going way back. So yeah, I don't know. I'm taco ball. You saw me eating a taco ball. Would you be like Dave? That, Dave is a man of the fucking people because he ate a taco ball. I feel like you probably wouldn't. So while we're, uh, while we're on Newsmax here, here's, uh, I believe Newsmax is Eric Bowling. He's going to talk about Scooby-Doo. Well, did you see that? Our beloved Scooby-Doo has gone woke. Velma has come out as LGBTQ. I'm guessing she's the L, but she, she was a lesbian the whole time. Maybe the B, I don't know, perhaps the T would mean she's been a dude all along all this time, right? I'm not sure. Maybe it's the Q. Truth be told, I can't really tell the difference between most of the letters. It always confuses me, by the way, folks, when a man decides he's a woman, becomes a woman, then sleeps with women. I mean, why don't you say a man? Sorry, don't hate on me, liberals and lefties. I don't hate y'all. I just don't fully understand the different categories. But, but it's not really doesn't matter. But do we really need our kids exposed to those ideas? Scooby-Doo, a kid's cartoon, again, adults, no issue with what you want to be, but kids and cartoons geared straight at kids. No gracias. By the way, Velma, she's gay now? Mm, don't worry to my straight male friends. Daphne, she's still straight as far as we can see. And as far as I can see, by the way, HBO Max, is Fred straight? I mean, if Velma is lesbian, I can Man, this guy's like gossiping about the fucking people on Scooby-Doo. This is kind of sad. Like... I don't care. I'm glad. I mean, that, that one lady was a lesbian the whole time. But see Fred being gay. I don't know. Scooby, 
What do you think, Fred? Is he gay? Huh? Oh, look at that. Look at that. That's production value there, everybody. Production value. Sometimes some people have it, some people don't. Clearly, that guy has production value. So up next, we got Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh has had a week. Boy, has Matt Walsh had a week. After kind of talking about teenagers being the most fertile, uh, he has, uh, and then being rightfully criticized for that after he spent the last year calling anybody who's just a little bit gay or whatever a groomer, uh, calling every teacher a groomer, just calling anybody who talks about anything gay, basically, calling him a groomer. Um, well, here's him responding to his critics. So here's my official answer for the record. Um, kiss my ass. I do not apologize. In fact, by all rights, you sick freaks should be the ones apologizing to me. For what? For lying and defaming me and doing it all because I'm trying to prevent you from sexually mutilating children. Yikes, dude. Yikes. You damned monsters. You child abusing psychopaths. I wouldn't apologize to you soulless parasites if I had a gun to my head. Instead, I'd rather just tell you all to piss off. I apologize for nothing. I concede nothing. I will never surrender even a single inch of ground to a pitchfork mob of degenerate morons. You know, the secret they never say out loud is that nobody is truly canceled unless they consent to it and they willingly play their assigned roles. Well, I do not consent and I'm not going to play the game. I'm not going anywhere. YouTube needs to kick him off. Um, Twitter needs to kick him off. He said things that violate the rules of both of those platforms. But those, all these companies are terrified of being accused of having a lefty bias. And so what happens is People like Matt Walsh get to go on there and lead harassment campaigns against people, essentially. And then if if they even get like one little tweet pulled down or if they get one YouTube video like demonetized, even not just taken, not taken down, but demonetized, they just throw a whole big cancel culture fit. They're like, look, the left, the leftist giant corporation is out to get me and they're out to get you. And these companies have fucking just are, been afraid of this the whole time. It's called, it's, it's like when you, when it's playing the ref, they're not playing the game, they're playing the ref and it's working. So why would they do anything else? So here's more Matt Walsh calling for arranged marriages. If you could imagine that. Meanwhile, there are far too many choices. So the modern dating scene is what happens when every beggar becomes a chooser. Everyone is lonely and desperate for companionship, but the field is so flooded with options there's such a surplus that you begin to feel like, kind of like I feel when I'm in the condiment aisle at Walmart trying to buy mustard. And there are 197 different types of mustard. And though all I want is just regular mustard, the overwhelming... Well, then just buy the yellow mustard in the Heinz thing, dude. ...options paralyzes me, and I'm just standing there. Well, that, you know what, that, we learned something today. This guy's paralyzed by too many mustards. Yeah, fucking, not very smart, really, right? Because... I already know what kind of mustard I want. I either want the spicy brown stuff for like a sandwich or I want the yellow stuff for a hot dog. And so like, I don't know why you'd be paralyzed by the choice of all these mustards. The bright yellow one should be easy to find. They're slack jawed questioning whether 
I should be settling for just regular mustard when I could be getting gourmet Dijon, whole grain, honey, French, yellow, spicy, brown, white, yellow, German mustard instead. Well, they all have different use cases, sir. All of modern life is plagued by this problem. Everything is plentiful and can be obtained effortlessly and cheaply. But it's too plentiful and too effortless and too cheap. So you can turn on your TV and watch literally any movie that's ever been made, Uh any TV show that's ever been produced. And yet how many nights have you wasted scrolling through the infinite catalog and then settling on reruns of, you know, The Office because there's nothing else to watch? Well, there's plenty to watch. It's just that you can't settle on any one thing because your awareness that there are billions of other possibilities gives you anxiety. That's uh, the problem of choice. People are more happy when they have like a, like a, like fewer choices. Like when they pick a product or whatever, if you only have like six mustard choices, you're probably going to be happier with your choice than if there's a 900 of them. But so what? And it makes it so that you can never be sure that you're choosing the absolute best option, which means that often you don't choose anything at all. So dating is like this. Whereas before you had only the eligible single people in your town to choose from. Now you have the entire internet. You're not confined by geographic boundaries or any other boundaries. I mean, yeah, you are. It's like really hard to date somebody who lives far away. The result, ironically, is paralysis. Now, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum are arranged marriages. Instead of a boundless, never-ending buffet of options, a young person in a culture that practices arranged marriages will be assigned just one, and and they don't even make the choice. Their families just pair them up and say, here you go. There's far less freedom and far less autonomy in a system of that sort, but it is without a doubt superior to our system. Wait, what? We we would be happier. Every person in the dating scene right now would be happier if they were just matched up with someone against their will. Wait, what? Actually. I don't, that sounds incorrect. I'm, I'm not an expert, but I don't think like, <clears throat> just matching some people like this is who you have to marry whether you like it or not is going to make most people happy i think most people are going to be pretty fucking pissed off with that arrangement first of all like what about gay people like arranged marriages were almost always a, a man and a woman as far as i know so that doesn't really work out so hot for the gay people and then like what if you're just not into the other person then what mm, fucking fucking weirdo dude fucking calling for arranged marriages get the fuck out of here all right we're getting to the end of my story list here we're probably going to cut the podcast part of the show a little short this week and just go into red light but i got two more here i got three more i got dave rubin and um dennis prager talking about dave's new kids and it's it's this one's going to be a little weird you know it's interesting because as you know we we just had justin a couple weeks ago and we've got number two baby number two on the way, but we did, we did the bris at eight days. And, you know, it's, if you look at it from a purely secular point of view, it's, it's somewhat of a crazy thing to do. You bring this perfect thing into the world and then, and then you're cutting this child and that's what you're doing. And I remember we, David and I had this talk before about, you know, our, our thoughts on everything. And my overriding feeling about it was that my parents did it their parents did it, their parents' parents right. did it, and way that's beyond right. that, for something like 5,783 years. 3, but that's like a dumb reason to do something. 30, well, We're, really, 3,200. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, that or four thousand actually. Four thousand, right? The calendar, Abraham, but yeah. we go back to Abraham. Okay, but the point is that it's been done for a, a long, long time, and I felt that that am I uh, just wiser than everyone that came before me? Oh God, bl- but you might just—it's not that you're wiser; you just might not want to do it. You don't have to be like wiser than everybody to be like, oh, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> it doesn't make you. You could just do things differently than someone else, and you don't even have to think that you're fucking a genius or that you're somehow wise because you did something different. Bless you. Oh, that's so the perfect reaction. And that's what they believe. They think they are. Leftists believe they are the best people who ever lived. (laughs) They do. That's why they tear down Lincoln and, and Washington. We are better than them. They don't hold a candle to these people. By the way, I just want you to know, I, t- I have two sons, as you'll have, God willing, and I had, uh, it w- I don't cry easily. And I was with the- He's like, I mean, I'm not Jordan Peterson. I don't cry easy. The times I most remember sobbing was at their bris, at their, at their circumcision, exactly for what you said. Holy crow. This goes back 4,000 years. I'm not prepared to end it. It just felt crazy to me. Like, no, I just know so much. I just know so much. I won't. But that's not a reason to like not do what your parents did. I mean, it's, it's almost grotesque in a, in a bizarre sense to think that way. Uh, there are people who think it's kind of grotesque to just cut off the, the head of some, or the, the, the foreskin on somebody's deck. I tend to be more in that camp. I'd be like, the baby didn't fucking consent to that shit. Like... <laughs> Just because, like, it's a tradition, it's not a good reason to do it. Uh, if you deny tradition, it doesn't mean that you think you're smarter than the people who came before you. I mean, Dave Rubin isn't smarter than anybody. There's, I just, I can't imagine Dave Rubin being smarter than anybody. I mean, I guess, like, maybe there are small children who he could outwit. Maybe. We'll have to see, though. I bet his kids are going to run roughshod on him, him, Dave and Dave Rubin. But don't worry. Here's Dave Rubin by himself. Going to be even... Also, yikes. It's going to be hard for it to be weirder than the thing you just did with Prager, but we'll, we'll see how we'll see how it shakes out. Nothing. It's meaningless drivel. Every word that comes out of his mouth. Yes, he was raised in the Puerto Rican community politically. What does that mean? It means absolutely nothing. I actually do want to throw back to it. It's only 10 seconds because look at Jill Biden, this this woman who, I, you know, she's worse than him because she knows what's going on and she's abusing him and using him. And all of that stuff. And she's probably what? banging Gavin Newsom on the side. What? Um, they're, they're a little breaking news for you. But look what? at her face the entire time because she knows everything he says is nonsense. She knows he can't read the teleprompter correctly. And she knows he's always one breath away from the entire thing breaking down. Look at the soulless look in her face. Like he just said that the president's wife is probably cheating on him with the governor of California. That's some pretty weird shit to say. I mean, it'd be, um, it'd be like blockbuster news if it was true, but I, I don't know, like, not like some Jill Biden stand, but she seems fine. She seems lovely. She's not like taking advantage of anybody. Her husband's the president and she's doing her job as the first lady being supportive of her husband. I mean, like, I don't understand. Um, also like, I think they just mad at her cause she's a woman with a PhD. So our last story on the docket this week, we're going to get into red light a little bit early, cut the pod a little bit short. Maybe I'll put the, uh, maybe I'll put the red light out as a freebie this week. We got uh, Lauren Chen. 
We're going to talk about men crying. And uh, of course, it's going to be about old, old beef and benzos, Jordy P. Uh, clearly, Dr. Peterson does get choked up a, a little bit. You know, he gets a little teary-eyed when he begins. When he talks about the involuntarily celibate. young men out there. And for a lot of us, I think that would be a moving moment. I mean, Dr. Peterson is so taken back with just empathy for all of the young men out there who are searching for meaning in their lives and who are lonely that, you know, he he does get emotional about it. Now, I don't see anything wrong with that, but uh, of course, leftists on Twitter have a different approach and they use this opportunity to absolutely, uh, frankly, bully Dr. Peterson for showing a, a small amount of vulnerability on camera. <laughs> what the the marginalized? God forbid men who want to kill women who won't them are pushed to the fringes of society, am I right? The difference between even how a piece like Piers Morgan characterizes incels, lonely, despicable, weirdo men, and Jordan Peterson's characterization of incels as disaffected, marginalized young men really speaks to Jordan Peterson's philosophy regarding this whole incel situation. But she just played that. That's great because that just got cut off at like the counter, the counterpoint to what she's saying. And it was a good counterpoint. <clears throat> you go on the incel forums or whatever, and they're not like talking about, oh, I'm sad and it would be nice if I had a girlfriend. There's like a lot of violent rhetoric on there talking about how it's all women's fault. It's the fault of womanhood in its entirety. <clears throat> Some of them hate gay guys too because we're getting laid. So <clears throat> the idea that, that it's just Peterson showing emotion, that's the problem. It's no, it's like, who is he crying for? And <clears throat> not for nothing in that interview with Piers Morgan, Piers Morgan asked a good question. Piers Morgan's a piece of shit too, like that guy said, but Piers Morgan actually asked a pretty good question. He's like, hey, you know, these people are kind of despicable and they, you know, they're making the world a worse place or I forget exactly his wording. He's like, you're kind of their king. You know, what's, what's that all about? And I think Peterson didn't want to have a conversation about how he feeds into that. And so he just started, turned on the waterworks. And so that's like, I was talking to some people on Twitter and they'd never heard this. It's called cry bullying, right? It's where you use your tears to avoid uh, a, a conflict, a confrontation, a criticism, having to, having to take criticism, having to deal with people who disagree with you. That's called cry bullying. And uh, Peterson has done it on several occasions to several people who have asked him questions about this very, this very subject. And uh, I don't know. I mean, if it works for him, it works for him, but it's, it's shitty. It's shitty and it's dishonest. And it's not like he's, it's not like he's, just a vulnerable man showing his emotions. No, he did it so he didn't have to answer the questions about about his role in radicalizing young men. And I mean, if I were him, I wouldn't want to answer those fucking questions either because they're hard questions. And he would have to be a little bit introspective and think about himself and his possibly even examine his own character or take a, take a hard look in the mirror metaphorically. I mean, he's not going to do that. He's not interested in that. So anyway... Show was a little short this week, but only by about five minutes. Uh, I thought I had a long docket, but I guess I didn't. They were all real short clips. Also, <clears throat> just a little worn out, so I probably steamrolled the docket. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening to the podcast version of the show. I'll put out the uh, member show for free this week, so y'all can check out the uh, what went on in Red Light. Just go to patreon.com slash echoplex. It'll, it'll be uh, free public for everyone. Um, make sure you're uh, following us on YouTube. Just search for Echoplex Media on there. Um, Odyssey too. If you're into Odyssey, follow us there. Twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. Check out the live shows. Uh, and of course, uh, go to EchoplexMedia.com slash support. You can buy the things that are left on the wish list that our friend Excessive Shopper 
uh, hasn't purchased for us. I appreciate the support of the community. We were would have not been able to build out this studio without everybody's help. Uh, thanks for all the money you gave and all the items you gave us. We appreciate it. This is Boomers by Periscope. I might let another song roll. Depends on if I can get everything done that I need to do in the break. When I come back, the content of my drink will be different and the color of the lights in here will be different.
goth DJs and Twitch witches are hanging out on Thursday for the bad VHS rips, unblinking eyes, and fire by night. Thetans and Satans comes from an interest in the cult of Scientology, moral panics, Satanism, and how they set the tone for the extremist social media panics of today. We really earn our weird left Twitch badge with this show, watching the world go red light in reverse every Thursday at 9 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.